An unpleasant bell toll shrieked through the halls of the Twins' school, announcing lunchtime. Students began funneling out into the hallway like prisoners sent to eat. The murmurs of these prisoners filled and echoed through the halls until there was nothing but a cacophony of chatter and countless taps of shoes on marble tile. James and Amy emerged from a crowded opening of their class and began making their way to the cafeteria. I'm telling you, I'm fine, Amy, James was saying. I got stressed, but there's probably a reasonable explanation for Liz not being here. The two nudged their way through crowds of other students, being careful to stay close. Amy, after being scolded by James, stared at her shoes dejectedly. She reached through the gaps in bodies to grab James's hand. He gripped it tight and pushed further through the sea of students, until they reached an opening in the lunchroom, whereupon they stopped and sighed in unison. Here's the plan, James said. You find a place to eat while I grab us food. Amy finished. Exactly. Amy nodded and hesitantly began to press through the crowd while James scanned the room for a suitable place to sit. Keeping her head low to avoid attracting attention from anyone she knew, she continued until she found where the lunch line began. She got to point A with no issue. This was going well. Amy! Now there was an issue. Amy ignored the voice, for she knew all too well that if she turned around, it would only go downhill. Amy! He called a touch louder. Shit. She muttered to herself and turned to the wall beside her, where she could pretend she had earbuds in or something along those lines. I know you can hear me! The voice claimed as it drew closer. Another breath from Amy and a hand landed on her shoulder. Listen, Zane, I... But the hand wasn't Zane. The most beautiful pair of burgundy eyes stared back at her with a kind of conspiratorial joy. Alright, Amelia. Evie said delightfully. It's been a few days, hasn't it? Amy's heart bounced twice excitedly as she took in the sight of the girl. She wore a pair of dark sunglasses that sat just below her horned headband. Her hair was pulled back into a ponytail, and what didn't quite reach fell behind her ears and across her forehead. Amy! Zane called again, this time from right next to Evie. Amy turned to the boy, ready to break a nose, but Evie stopped her. And you are? She demanded of the boy. Just take the hint that she's ignoring you, mate. From what I hear about you, she's got every right to. Fucking ball bag. Zane's face burst red with indignation. What have you heard? He demanded. This bitch does nothing but lie anyway. Now was Evie's turn to be indignant. What the fuck did you just call her? Evie, I got it. Amy muttered, stepping forward. She looked down at the boy with a grimace. What do you want, Zane? To ask you why. Why what? Why can I take you out on the date? You've never given me a chance and yet you're insisting on a no! Because I know I won't like you. How could you possibly know that? Zane seethed, stepping at her in a show of anger. Evie stepped in front of her but Amy brushed her back with a determined look. Because I'm gay, prick! Zane blinked. You... what? I don't want your small dick in me or your ugly ass face near me. Amy spat. Not to mention, you didn't even get to know me before sending pictures of the Vienna sausage you have downstairs. Zane, quite predictably, didn't take kindly to Amy's blow up, and Amy herself was surprised she had even said it. Nevertheless, it seemed to be enough to get the boy to leave, for he slowly backed away before turning the run off, his ego thoroughly destroyed. Wow. Evie muttered. You know, you didn't have to do that. Amy turned to face forward in line and grabbed two trays off the lunch counter. I know, you could have done it for me, yada yada. No. Evie began seriously. I mean, you didn't have to tell him you were gay. You didn't have to give him any reason for not wanting to be with him. Oh. Amy looked back at the girl. Only once she saw her face did she see that the girl was grinning with pride. Well, I guess if every girl he tried to get with had the mindset of, I don't have to explain myself, then he would never learn and he would never find anyone. You are a lot more optimistic than I am. Evie said. I would have let him figure it out himself. Or get kicked in the dick a few thousand times first. Amy snickered and grabbed two recooked and boiled burgers for her and James. <laughs> I guess that's the difference between us. 
I... I respect what you did, Amelia. The girl said suddenly. I... I... Um... It was respectable. Amy rolled her eyes, despite the girl behind her not being able to see it. Are you telling me that because I did something respectable, you respected me? She said with mock shock. Evie groaned and went silent. After they navigated through the lunch line and spotted James at an empty table, they began to walk that way. I didn't know that you went to this school, Amy said, trying to make conversation. I, um, uh, I don't. Not really. Are you doing that online course thing? Yeah, uh, sure. Let's just, uh, go with that. The two arrived at the table and sat down. Amy sat a tray in front of James, who wasn't paying any attention, and one down in front of her. Evie awkwardly took up the seat next to her, before seemingly gaining a confidence boost and kicking her feet onto the table. James gave Amy an appreciative look and glared at Evie. She was wearing gray denim shorts, a gray shirt, and snow boots. A large blue jacket lay across her skin and nearly scraped across the ground beneath her. All along Evie's thighs, red marks could be seen. They looked like burns, which caught Amy's and James's attention. Evie scowled at James for staring, and both the twins awkwardly looked away. Since when do you go here? He asked. James, she- Since always. I just didn't know you two until now. Amy took in a breath as though she were about to speak, but was interrupted by the appearance of a new person. A familiar hand fell on James's shoulder, and he whipped around. Liz? He began. It wasn't Liz. Era stood behind James, blinking in confusion. She was wearing a leather jacket that reached just below her breasts and a dark tank top. She must have been told to take her beanie off because her hair was messy and tangled. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get your hopes up. Era soothed. May I sit? Yeah, sure. James stuttered, looking at Amy with a familiar look of, what do I do? Era calmly took the seat next to James and took a deep breath. You never called me back about Liz, so I figured I would check in with you. My phone broke, James muttered. Well, that makes my job a whole lot harder. How do you know about Liz? Amy asked suddenly, glaring at the newcomer. She only disappeared this morning. Then she turned to James. Are you out spouting all about her to anyone who'll listen? Before James could speak, Era leaned forward. Actually, she disappeared on Friday night at around 2000 hours. What? Amy's eyes went wide. How do you know? We can't tell you that, love. Evie interjected. Why are you two even here? James interrupted. Us three. A final voice corrected from behind James. Ensley sat down next to Era and draped her arm over her. She was wearing black dress pants and a black button-up shirt with a gray tie. She had a small visitor's pass taped crookedly to her chest. Her hair blocked her right eye, but half of it was tied up in a ponytail. James, tell me what's going on now. Amy commanded, grabbing a sleeve. She willed her gaze to have as much anger in it as she could possibly give, but James hardly seemed to notice. These girls can help us find Liz? James finally said, which Amy recognized as more a question to the girls than a response to her. Nevertheless, all of them looked away from James with red cheeks and a hesitant look on their face. Arrow was the first to look back. We will do our best to help in any way we can. Evie ran her hands along the side of one of her horns awkwardly, then turned and looked directly in Amy's eyes. Her blood-red irises seemed to be looking for something. I'll do what I can, she finally said. Amy gave the girl a sheepish grin, which she looked away from. Everyone at the table seemed to realize that there was only one person left, and awkwardly, they all turned their gazes to Ensley, who fixed her eyes on a random item on the other side of the room, hesitant to meet anyone's eye. We, we shouldn't. Master Samuel is already on it. Samuel? James asked. Lesbel talked about him. Aaron and Ensley shot forward. Lesbel was the one that attacked you? Aaron demanded. And you lived? Asked Evie with interest. Like, I knew she was there, but I didn't think she would attack you so readily. Amy looked at the three girls staring at James. The oldest one, Ensley, had a shocked expression. 
Evie seemed mildly interested, like a cat staring at a bird out the window. Era looked as if someone had just told her that her friend was being bullied at school. Who is she, though? James demanded at the same time Amy asked. Who's Lezebel? We can't talk about it with you here. Evie muttered with her head down. You keep saying that, but why can't we talk about it? James asked, getting frustrated. You were attacked by someone that can change what they look like. Evie hissed. We can't discuss anything important when there's a threat of someone hearing. How did you know she could- I read about her. Evie seethed, not looking away from James. You know, I do read. Listen. Ensley interjected. After your schooling ends, meet us at the park where you and Elizabeth would typically meet. Eric turned around and scanned the room with a glare resting on her face. Can we leave yet? The boys keep looking at me. She said in annoyance. They are looking at you too, Ensley. You guys are wearing tight jeans and are showing a lot of skin, not to mention Era has tattoos. James muttered sarcastically, taking a bite of food. You're also in a high school. You know, I think the strange tosser that told you to take your beanie off might know we aren't students. Evie whispered, looking across the lunchroom at the security guard. The man glared back. Then it's decided. Ensley said suddenly. Let's leave. Wait, you have- James began. The woman stood up just as quickly as she had arrived and disappeared into a crowd of students. Era and Evie stood up and chased after her, but not before Evie planted a kiss on Amy's cheek. More explaining to do, James finished. The two stared in the direction of the three strange women for a second before Amy punched James's shoulder. James, I will murder you if you don't tell me what the hell is happening, she hissed. Her brown eyes gazed at James as he took a deep breath. The lunch bell rang. Saved by the bell, James announced, and began making his way from the table. Amy grabbed his arm before he could get too far and demanded through gritted teeth. After class, you'll tell me everything. Got it? Yes, ma'am, James muttered and ran off. Amy and I were sitting in the park. It was one of those super bright and sunny days that we rarely got. James was somewhere, supposedly on his way to us. I didn't remember. Amy and I had just gotten done running laps around the park and were lying in the grass. Sunlight stretched its fingers down and caressed both of our faces, spreading its warmth along our skin. We were in the middle of a conversation when Amy suddenly stopped responding. She took a deep breath as though she would say something, but remained silent. Her hand was curled up in her shirt, her knuckles turning white. What's wrong, Amy? I asked. Liz. Amy began, turning her head away. I sat up in the grass and got a good look at Amy. Her eyes were shining and her face was red. I wanted to tell you when James wasn't around. I reached for Amy's hand and pulled her into a sitting position. Okay? I asked, pretending like I didn't know what Amy was about to say. Just don't laugh. Amy began shakily. I'm not going to laugh at you. But- Amy said, her head lifted, and she looked me straight in the eyes. Her face looked so vulnerable. I just grabbed Amy's shoulders and locked her in a hug. Amy took a final deep breath and finally let out what she was thinking. I like girls. She muttered into my shoulder. I know, I said simply. Of course I knew. Amy had guys following her around all the time, but she never cared. She could have anyone she wanted, and she never even tried. But she always looked at me the way those boys looked at her. I did my best to ignore her dazed looks. But no matter how hard I tried, they weren't something I could just ignore. You knew? Amy asked, her head resting on my shoulder. How long? I figured it out when that super cute boy, what was his name? Asked you out and you said no. Amy chuckled into my ear. There is one more thing. I froze up. This is what I was dreading. 
What is it, hun? I squeaked, hoping that she didn't feel me tense. Amy pulled away from the hug and looked me dead in the eyes. I think you're the reason I figured it out. I... I knew that too, I said, terrified of where this was going. It's okay, I know you like James. I just needed it off my chest. I took a deep breath and closed my eyes. I'm sorry, hun, I said. So sorry. It's okay, I understand, was all Amy said. I suspect she was disappointed. She slowly leaned back against the ground and closed her eyes. Tell James, I said. He should know. I will, but- Amy reached up and wiped her eyes. I want you to be there. I smiled, and Amy smiled back. Of course, hun. Liz's eyes pulled against each other until they finally broke apart. The first thing she noticed was the darkness. The only light came from a tube light hanging from a wire in the corner. The light cast shadows on the grooves on the concrete floor, but nothing else. The room was empty. The second thing she noticed was the overpowering stench of blood that clung to the air like poison. The concrete floor that her body pressed against was wet with a dark liquid that Liz could only assume was the aforementioned blood. Her blood. Her hands were tied together, as well as her ankles. A dusty rag was pulled against the side of her head and buried in her mouth. She sat up and felt a sharp spike of pain shoot through her body. Her back popped, and she fell against the ground, scraping her cheek on the rough concrete. Her eyes blinked back tears, and she did her best to look at her surroundings without moving her head too much. For the first time, she realized that her clothes were different. Her jacket was gone, her jeans had several new holes in the knees, and she was barefoot. What happened? She had just laid down on her bed when something hit her. Suddenly Liz's gaze returned to the light in the corner. The day she met James, she had broken one, which prompted her father to pick up a handful of shards and throw them at her. Despite how fast James worked to clean and wrap her wounds, she still had scars. The shards were just so sharp, and the glass was so easy to break. Liz shook the memory from her head and put her arms forward and slammed them on the ground. It stung so much that it brought tears into her eyes, but she pulled ahead and did it again to attempt to crawl. She suspected her wrist was broken, but that did not stop her movement. She couldn't explain it, but something was forcing her to continue. She had no control. Thoughts riddled her mind. Would anyone look for her? James is a good person, but he isn't a detective. How long had it been? Did her parents know she was gone? Was it even worth it to go back home? Her parents would go mental wondering where she had been. They'd never trust her again. Did the police know she was missing? Were they close to finding her? Were they even looking? Who had kidnapped her? What did he want? That last one was a dumb question. The better question was when would he take what he wanted? The whole world felt like it was moving. Darkness clouded the edges of her vision until all she could see was the tube light on the other end of the room. She pulled her body closer to the light, then again, and again, and again. The grooves of the concrete beneath her felt like little hands propelling her forward until she reached it. She reached out and set her hand to the smooth glass of the light rod, and ran her hand across its pale surface. It was cold from the room, yet warm from the fire burning inside its surface. Finally, Liz got a tight grip on the light, and slammed it as hard as she could on the concrete floor. The shards exploded around her, and she was thrown into complete darkness. Her hands fell against the ground and scraped the glass shards. Pain exploded from her hands and traveled along her nervous system until it reached her brain. Blood poured out of the broken skin and fell on the concrete. 
She felt around at the selection of shards and picked up the largest one. She ran her finger across it, tracing its shape. It was a triangle, with one of the three corners missing, like it was bitten by a small mouth. The glass stung her skin, but she couldn't stop. The pain enticed her to continue. Distantly, she could have sworn that she could hear a laugh. Liz stopped herself, and grabbed hold of a flat part of the glass and set it against the binds on her wrist. Someone might be coming to save her, but she wouldn't let them do all the work. <laughs>